Well, hello there, Penny. Well, hello there, and welcome to Poor Quality, a show where some friends talk about beer and life and all the goofy stuff that gets in between the two. Now, each week the host may be different, but for the past few weeks, it's been me, because I am best host, fight me. Now sit back and listen in as the brew crew talks about what ails their life. Now, let's see what we're drinking. episode number 60 something one probably right can't hear trent this is great dream come true what a a start (laughs) oh trent just left (laughs) i just thought he was like not tonight calling and the rage quit yep trent is afk and i am reporting him Excuse me? Oh, there he is. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I literally turned off my mute, so... Welcome back. Don't do it again. It's episode 61. I said the first of its kind. I said... Breaker of Chains. First I'm of back. its name. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Game of Thrones. We're not on Game of Thrones watch, because by the time this comes out, Game of Thrones will be long dead. Everybody hates the finale. Didn't you guys hate the finale? Um... Ruined the whole show for me. It yeah. was just, I mean, you know, I know HBO owns him now at this point, but the Cookie Monster uh, cameo was a little unnecessary. I didn't like it. What I did like was the crossover with Deadpool. I thought that was more tasteful than was expected of it. I'm just saying I didn't need Shrek, but um, it was a highlight of the I'd go so far as to say I didn't know I needed Shrek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am super lost right now. <laughs> it was weird that Mike Myers played all of the characters only in the last episode, though, right? Wasn't that? That was weird, right? No, that's that's been rumored for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you've kept up. I must, know, I must have missed that press release. They, like, tucked it away in the, you know, the longest battle ever recorded press mm. release. They said, longest battle ever recorded. Mike Myers is playing every role in episode six. Okay, thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everybody mm-hmm. was focusing on the battle one, breaking records. Okay, okay. It's all making yeah, yeah, sense yeah. now. Yeah, see, they, they really just snuck it right under the radar. Now, I've gathered you boys here tonight to drink, be merry, be positive, and to drink more. I'm here for it. Wow. I love it. Which is why tonight, if you could describe your drinks as a positive characteristic of the member of poor quality to the right on the Google Hangout call from the host's perspective, which is me. Wait. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, well, it's, it's my perspective, so I'll just tell you. <laughs> okay. I will be doing Chris. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, say that. Lucky. Mm. Chris will be doing Colin. Mm. Mm. Colin will be doing Trent. Wow. My dreams. And Trent will be doing me. Wow. <laughs> that was the perfect way to say all of that. Thank you. Um, I'll start. Tonight I am drinking a gin ale. <laughs> all right. Um, Trent, can you quick list off the different brands of ginger ale for me? 
Uh, you got Schweppes, you got Canada Dry, you got Verner's, you got uh, a number of store brands. Um, what else? What's the other one that starts with an S? Mm. I'm, I made a point to look at the can, and then I promptly threw it out. I know what you're talking about, but I... Seagram's? Seagram's! Okay. Seagram's. We don't need Mike. Nah. Just kidding. Miss you, Mike. <laughs> Miss you, Mike. <laughs> Seagram's and Boodles O'Gin. Oh, Boodles is good. I think it might be the one that you got me, Trent. It's James Bond's gin, so I mean... Is it really? I, yeah, I mean technically, it's like from the club where, like the one he drinks in the movies, or well, he drinks vodka once in the movies, but um, the name's Bond, James Bond. Get me a Booter's or gin. Yeah, <laughs> I love that part. Anyway, I'm drinking those two mixed together. Okay, it's about it's not half and half, but it's closer to a Trent drink than I probably should be doing on a Monday night. That's fine. I love it. Can Trent describe a Trent drink for us? Um, you're just going to want to be <laughs> real heavy-handed, and then uh-huh. go, big glass, big alcohol, mm, mm, l- mm. little mixer. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Imagine, here's what I would do. Blindfold yourself. This is kind of like the, what's the black bird, black box challenge? Bird box. Bird box. I can never remember. <laughs> anyway. Um, you were on names tonight, for sure. <laughs> Tee-hee. Um, blindfold yourself. Take bottle of gin. Or a bottle of whatever, honestly. Hard liquor. Yeah. Uh, uncork it. And uh, then flip it over and uh, count to um, count until you can't count anymore. And that's <laughs> uh, about what you're mixing on the liquor side. And then say, oh, shoot, I need room for a mixer. And then you just do a little splashy splash. A little splash. <laughs> <laughs> just a kiss. Why am I blindfolded? Um, because you don't want to see how much you're putting because in Because you claimed you could, and now you're talking a big game, and somebody yeah. wants to see it. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Count until you hear the cup spill over and the bottle's empty. <laughs> That's right, bottle's empty, cup is over, cl- cup overfloweth, and so doth uh, the toilet in 15, 20 minutes. Once you Whoops. pound it, because um, you're talking a big game about that as well, that's a Trent night. This is just a Trent drink. What I'm describing yeah. there is a Trent night. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand for one individual, particularly. <laughs> well, <laughs> what was the... Um, was there was there something that prompted us to, like, drink the whole thing? Really, we didn't like scream chug. I mean, we screamed chug sometimes, but like, yeah, when we were off <laughs> campus drinking responsibly. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Over what the twenty one? Tri- yeah, re- do you remember what the trigger was that you would just like gulp down your drink like against all like nobody would have recommended you do that. Probably you just told me I was. <laughs> To be honest. <laughs> no way, Jose. No way. Go, 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 go. Would a do this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings to me like, back. I feel like that answer for most people would have been like cops. Like if somebody says cops, you're mm. going to dispose of your drink in one way or another cops was usually what we yelled when we were banging on the front door when we were coming back from letting somebody in to the gate on our (laughs) off-campus apartment (laughs) yeah off of campus responsibly uh cops cops we were friends with the cops because they keep us safe yep cops are our friends away from underage drinking yes so don't um 
don't bother coming to the uh, off-campus Belmont address. Oh, uh, the hmm. mm. anyway, I'm drinking gin and ginger ale, and I'm describing a positive characteristic of Chris based on this drink I'm about to take. I love it. Mm. What I love about Alien, uh huh, is just the power of the alien monster. Mm-hmm. And I liken that drink to the power of the alien monster, which reminds me of the power of Chris's love when he's drunk off his ass mm. and ready for a good cuddle. So pure. So warm. Chris, I don't know if you remember. Oh, I don't know if you listened to the Chris Appreciation Cast. I mentioned this briefly there. But the, the Chris cuddle is a moment that I, I remember the two times that it happened to me specifically. <laughs> and it was some of the warmest I've ever felt. Right in my right in my right in my heart. My cuppeth overfloweth like Trent's cuppeth overfloweth mm-hmm. in a true Trent drink. And your ability to give that love, which you are able to do sober as well, but I've felt it most deeply <laughs> when whilst, oh, <laughs> whilst <gosh>. drinking. <laughs> um, I just remember one time on the couch, I'm sitting there and you just, you, you bust in, <laughs> you, you do a, a cool spin move and free fall back perfectly, I might add, which was impressive in and of itself. Get your arm around me. Bam. No problem. Smoothest I've ever seen you. <laughs> <laughs> and gave me a little little positive reinforcement. And that is what I think about on hard days. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Chris, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a fine Pilsner beer. Called Miller Lite. Wow. I could yeah, I could see the can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could say I was feeling nostalgic or I don't know. It just it felt right to go get a twelve pack, so I did. Mm. Um, and it feels good on the wallet. It does. And uh, I'll take a, a quick little sip. Reminder. Reminder of how Colin a positive characteristic about Colin. Hmm. You know, he's he's Bland, yep. cheap, <laughs> cheap, easy yeah. to come by. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't get PBR. I got it's Miller true. Light. It's true. The champagne <laughs> of cheap, watery beers. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I don't know. Miller's definitely just a light, easygoing beer. Goes down easy. Uh, can have a bunch of them because it's like water practically. <laughs> I like where this is going. I think I just have to say, like, most of, pretty much, all of my experiences with Colin are just, he's calm, cool, and collected, light, and go with the flow, and just like Miller Lite. <laughs> I like it. Sweet. Spelled different because it is different. Spelled di- well, Colin... Lightens the mood. <laughs> Fair. I think another another part of it is Miller has an aggressive and strong advertising approach. And I would consider Colin big and strong. Oh, he is a big, strong boy. Big, strong, and aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes True. to advertising his 
product. Yeah, I guess Miller Lite, light on taste, big on advertising. Hey, <laughs> I don't think that's not wrong. Listen, that's not incorrect. That one's free, Miller. Uh, the next one will cost. Ooh, <laughs> making moves out here. I love that. I guess it's me. I am drinking a, uh, it's the local watering hole. It's a Cross-Eyed Owl Brewing Company. They're the brewery right down the road from me here in Decatur, Alabama. Mm. Uh, I'm drinking the Dragoon Red Ale from them. It's, uh, I really like their beer. I really like XEO. They're a really nice little brewery here. They got some really good beers. They, like right now, Emerald loves their uh they have a seasonal easter stout it's like a uh chocolate easter stout and it she loves that this beer is not my favorite like i've i guess i just don't typically like reds mm. but i forgot exactly why i bought it i think i just i i like where this is going <laughs> too no no well give me a break give me a break let me let me get there let me get there so I wanted to support XEO. I haven't actually had their red before, so it kind of um, made sense to buy it. And I guess when I bought it a week ago, I wasn't going to, I wasn't expecting to have to describe a friend as the beer. Um, Um, I feel obligated. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't like it very much. (laughs) No, so here's the thing. So XEO, again, it's a small brewery. They're craft. They put a big focus on canning pretty quickly um but they are still a very craft very local you won't find them really probably outside of huntsville brewery and they're unique and to me that describes trent perfectly trent is easily the most unique in uh xeo like i just said they did a they do a chocolate easter stout like they're not afraid to experiment and they're creative and Trent is easily one of the most creative people I know. So between, you know, in, in, in the creativity is so unique, whether that's uh, ukulele covers of uh, what, uh, Sheck West, uh, Mobamba, or whether it's, you know, like different things like that. Like Trent is so uniquely creative and uh, yeah, I just think he, he can kind of light up a room and this is a, this is an easygoing definitely light up a room kind of beer so yeah it's it's trent it works oh wow you did turn that around very very well masterfully yeah it's almost like you didn't <laughs> let me finish well <laughs> i believe it was me underestimating your aggressive and strong advertising <laughs> chops okay let's 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 rewind this a little bit i had a good beer from a craft brewery and you didn't think i would be able to describe trent well meanwhile chris has miller light and you gave him more benefit of the doubt than me well well chris gives me love he does give you love you do know that now he keeps you warm um i love that thank you colin yeah trent what you drinking i am drinking the hammer chain it's a fresh grind double ipa from odell um, I've had doubles from Odell. I've had um, fresh ground IPAs from Odell, but this is my first time having both. And uh, it's a very um, expressive, a little dark, um, but but very good. Um, and and it is a double, so it's it's stronger than than most. So 
Now, if uh, just to to make sure that you're not embarrassed from giving me all of these great compliments I feel coming, uh-huh. I'm going to, uh, I'll bring in my friend. I'll just step out for a moment. Hey, it's me, Batman. Oh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you're going to say nice things about my good friend, Matt. Uh, he's pretty, he's pretty lit, fam. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like this, like, uh, this millennial Batman. Am I right? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so if I was comparing this beer to, um, my good friend Matt's good qualities, yeah, um, I would say that we really do have a lot of, uh, strength, um, as, as far as the brew, but as, also as far as just the, um, the character and the flavor, characters yeah that's a strong suit for him and when you and when you're with matt and he's doing something he he really commits to it um yeah i would agree in his relationship (laughs) with his uh soon-to-be wife or um in his friendship with us or in doing his different music project that he does he doesn't do anything um half-heartedly and i would say this beer is a a good representation of that strong work and uh, relationship ethic that we see consistently. That's very sweet. You didn't mention his biceps at all. It's oh. something he's sensitive about and would feel really good. If also, said, can I say dead ace? Wow. <laughs> this beer tastes like cake and it reminds me of just some of the cake that Matt brings me every time he steps away from the camera. Yeah. He's a snack. Now, now you didn't. You, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. You said he has strong relationships, and I know that those strong relationships also include Matt's strong relationship with his mom and his dad. Now, Batman, can you speak to? Uh, oh, you bastard! <laughs> you, I can't believe you did this. I'm so upset. I need to leave. <laughs> oh no. Hey guys, what what's up? It's me, Matt, sweaty face, sweaty face, Matt. Um, Batman was just on the show. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, I missed him again. He's so cool and handsome. He went back to his tower in Nashville. Yeah, his bat tower, which is he actually looks kind of short. I don't know. What? It was what? No, no, no. He's tall. He's very tall. Probably look probably look short on the camera. That it was it was he had relatively small biceps though. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's got the biggest biceps in the game. <laughs> in the game? IRL. Well. Well. That was something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely took a turn there at the end. I've got the sweatiest face imaginable, hoping to get some hoping to get some fresh acne off that whole bit. Mm. Oh. Note to the editor, enjoy that I hit my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> also, unfortunately, the audience won't be able to enjoy the Batman mask. Um, I was gonna mention it, but I didn't know if that was too like meta to the video to the audio listener. Which Batman is mask? No, else. it was a complete <laughs> costume. I, there's no way Matt could have changed that quickly. Now you're talking full <laughs> leather. He loves that. It was surprisingly open in some places. <laughs> Assless chaps, Batman. <laughs> oh my, Chris, please. I, I did hear you mention something about cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Well, um, in the interest of keeping the format of beer prompt first, second prompt second, 
Let's take an early beer fridge and get right into um, the juicy aftermath after the math. Juicy aftermath aftermath? A little a little post-cake. Post-cake Infinity War aftermath Marvel Studios at me. Beer fridge. Wow. Well, hello there, folks. Welcome to the middle of the podcast, the stocking of the beer fridge, the portion of the show where we like to thank our lovely sponsors and our first sponsor slash partner in podcasting this week is Wet and Woke. It's Ryan. And I'm Lane. And we are Wet and Woke. We're a weekly podcast about groups and organizations and people doing cool things to make the world a better place. Feel free to tune in to us every Thursday for a new episode on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube at wetandwoke.com. Oh, crrr. And this week is also brought to us by this joke. Smoking kills. Bacon kills. But smoking bacon cures. We used to take shots before casts. We once did in a while. used to, and then we got old. Then we started having families. You had your kid. I got a dog. You know. Yeah, those are the same thing. We've we've talked about that. <laughs> Trent's still feeling unfulfilled with yeah. his kid. With his cat. Yep, his yep. kid or he cat. Is, his hates dim, me. Dumb, dumb cat. He just hates it when I snuggle him so sweetly. I'm slowly working my way to convince Emerald to get a cat, by the way. Because they're so sweet and perfect and loving? No, because he has so much love from the dogs, he needs to I remove need some of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I guess your kid, too. Yeah, he's fine. How is Sweet Walter Red? Oh, dude, he's good. He's walking Walter he's Red. Sprinting, really. He's it's... sprinting. Dude, this kid reminds me of me. When I think back to when I was very, very young, I um, don't remember anything, but my parents tell me that I... Do you guys... You guys all know Perkins, right? Yeah. Who? My new CEO. The... Uh, it's a dumb, dumb restaurant. I mean, it's a great uh, restaurant. Sponsor us. But... It, I would run laps around that place and my parents would have to get food to go. Yeah, when we go out to eat, we just strap them in that old high chair. Yeah, and, uh, I think I was a little bit, like I was just out of high chair age, so I'd like jump out and be like, mm-hmm. later idiots, and then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's good. He's good. And then, uh, did you see the picture I posted earlier today where he's like, He's found a fascination with picking his nose. So basically, yes. he sucks his thumb and picks his nose at the same time. That's literally <laughs> what I spend my day doing when I'm not working. The old two for one. The old razzle dazzle, <laughs> I call it. I mean, it's an easy peasy. This kid is innovative. That's what I'm talking about. Shake and bake. This 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 guy this guy is ready for the big time, I think. Get him in some pre-preschool. I like to think so. Now, Chris, I don't know if you want to mention it, but I don't... This is a... You have something, and I don't think it's beer. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I've i had this bottle open for, like, a week, so I figured I need to finish it. It's a uh, Charles Shaw 2017 California Rosé with organic grapes from Trader Joe's. Wow. Interesting. Is it good? You haven't finished it. It's 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 all right. 
It's pretty good. It's good for three dollar wine. That's fair. Wow. Okay. Two buck chunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big bottle for three dollar wine. I so we were at the wine fest on Saturday. Wow. And there was a um not to flex on anyone, but there was a whole <laughs> row. There's rose. There's a rose garden. So there was like a bunch of different roses, and they all tasted like water. Is that what rose t- is? Is the sweet Walter rose just like water, sugar, red, pink, or whatever? And and is is that just? I don't know. I just noticed that the wa- sweet Walter rose is much better than like the super expensive roses, which just taste like flower petals and water. I mean, barefoot wins awards. Yeah, barefoot rose is similar to the sweet Walter. I'd say it's it's more that pink color. I mean, I can't speak to it as an expert by any means. I'm just going by the colors I've seen. But yeah, this one's more of a white rosé, and you're right. It, it's just like sweet water. Yeah, it's just like water <laughs> and rose petals and some alcohol, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's decent. It's still got a decent amount of alcohol in it, but 11.5%. Hey, that's pretty good. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess Matt's not team hashtag rosé all day. I guess I'm not. <laughs> I was I was trying out different rosés because I I like I felt like I liked them, and then Cam turned to me and said, "You know, you keep drinking rosé, you're gonna go gay." And I was like, "Too late." What do you mean? Too late, too <laughs> late, pal. Trying to get back to the other side. I'm just gonna round the whole, you know, round the corner <laughs> on that one. But that was that was an impressive and. Um, uh, what's the word? Culturally weird thing to be said in 2019. <laughs> I feel that is true. I'm, you know, a little bit, a little bit, but to like trampoline off that. Uh, Chris, did I see you had not one, but two bottles? Oh, yep. <laughs> so this one's empty now. Because um, it was like half a glass maybe left. You say half a glass, which is funny because uh, you don't have a glass with you well you know i'm just uh <laughs> guessing here i'm not an expert <laughs> um this other one is also by charles shaw and it's a red blend from trader joe's also three dollars oh so this is six dollar double wine <laughs> yes but this one's a lot fuller and i'm not gonna finish this one right now <laughs> unless buy one for three get one for three you know but this one's actually pretty good it's a little more of a Mike flavored wine. <gasps> if you were to describe this wine as a positive characteristic of Mike, uh, I would say it's his ability to describe beers as dirt and wind <laughs> and rocks and trees. And that's kind of what this one tastes like. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Now somebody has to get a second beer and describe it as Zach. I could do that. Go, run. Just kidding. No, it's, it's a, um, it's a little more like, Tastes a little more like a barrel, than and like uh, <laughs> I just imagine really this. you know that type of wine. That it's just less sweet and um. I just imagine you breaking off a piece of a barrel, crunching on it, taking a sip of this, and being like, "Yeah, yeah, it's like the same. <laughs> it's like the same flavor I'm getting out of the you're splinters." You're blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, you're blindfolded. It's like a heartier wine that you drink with some nice steak. You're doing the Blackbird Box Challenge. Taco's going to come running with this one. I, th- I think if I have a nice steak, I'm probably ordering 
not three dollar wine right <laughs> not for you Taco. well this is when you make nice steak at home and you spent so much on steak that you had to get cheap wine <laughs> you had to settle i was gonna go so far as to say i if i'm buying good steak i'm not buying a drink with it i'm no. <laughs> just just water for me thanks i'm drinking a1 steak sauce i'm drinking that a1 steak sauce all that a1 steak sauce all that a1 steak sauce where are you? <laughs> um, what do you have to drink there, Trent? I grabbed for Zach a big boy. Zach is, of course, a big boy in my life. It is the Schnickel Fritz. It's a Bavarian style vice beer ale from Urban Chestnut, which I had the pleasure of going with our um, two brothers who are not joining us here this evening. Um, it's a very good beer. It is super easy drinking and, uh, it's German style. So, you know, you're supposed to drink a lot of it. And I, uh, Zach is a very easygoing, friendly person to be around. And every time I'm with him, I just want to spend a lot of time with him. It's hard just to spend a little bit. Like we've gotten just dinner a handful of times because it's hard for us just to see each other for a couple hours. We typically want to spend the whole day or a couple of them together. So that is what I will say for Zachary. That's fair. You know, for people with a problem, you can go to Zachaholics Anonymous. If you can't get enough of the guy. I know I should go to meetings more. I'm at Zachaholics I... Public at this point. That's fair. So would you say that this beer is also pretty good at being on public radio? Very good at being on public radio. This beer would absolutely crush being um, both under the tension of being live streamed to a audience listening in and people watching at home on their computers um, in both fields, just absolutely crushing it. Can I just say that that was so fun to watch? That was the best part of my work day. That I day. was just going to say <laughs> that broke up my work day so nicely. No, it was really, really cool. To see Zach live streamed was mm, mm. Is that a weekly occurrence? I think so. I mean, I don't know. He's done the radio show, I think, before, but... Um, so do we know if he's going to be on this week and we can plug it? I don't think he's going to be on every week, but we can certainly find out and post uh, on our socials when he is. Yeah. yeah. I, I okay. would love to see that. Also, I was really impressed with him holding his own on the sports talk because they started saying that... I could not. Yeah, I just went like... <laughs> I would not be able to to run with those big boys on that one certainly yeah i thought it was gonna be like a hey talk about your beer okay like thanks for coming on see you later and then it just kept going zach was in on the sports talk i was like oh shit like he's a member he's he's here he's doing it and he like he like i, I mean specifically he brought up like at least one point where they're like oh yeah it's a good it's a good idea it's a good thing that's a good <laughs> sports thing you said there pal midwestern pal <laughs> you know you know how they are those Midwesterners. It do be like that sometimes. It do be like that that time specifically. So in the interest of all this positivity we keep spreading around, I wanted to do a sort of uh, two, two kind of exercises depending on how much time we have. Um, at work, my job, I'm a, I'm a manager of people who answer phones and for the most part things are are fine, but when things happen to like uh, 1% of the customer base, um, that 1% equals like a thousand phone calls for us. 
and sometimes it's the same one. So if something bad happens to like a thousand orders, we hear about it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And when that happens every once in a while, it's really important. At least I, I, I feel, and I'm pretty sure other people would struggle to argue with me on this, that it's really important to remain uh, positive and self-affirming. And I feel like, at least for myself, it's been something I've struggled with for all of my life. And I think it's really hard in this society to be self-affirming and positive about oneself without coming off as cocky or full of oneself or all that kind of stuff. It's hard to talk about yourself without getting looked at strangely. It's it's weird to be it's an odd characteristic to be able to accept a compliment. That's that's the point at which at least from my uh you know from my Midwest upbringing um and and certainly my own sort of uh mental health <laughs> journey that I've been on through my life. So I wanted for us to talk about something that we are personally very proud of of ourselves now that we have complimented each other right into our played into our own egos let's play a little bit more we deserve it <laughs> we deserve it and then and the folks listening to poor quality for those of you who haven't started with episode one get to learn a little bit about us a little bit more especially as we are on our renaissance now and we'll start probably posting on social media people will come back to this episode and be like what's great about these four mm. and we'll be able to tell them they might even say i was here pog poggers <laughs> that's for you twitch chat people that's just for me and matt here <laughs> <laughs> do you mean professionally or personally or either so this is going to be kind of the the fun exercise i wanted to start with just something just an open question what's something they're proud of of yourself just just bam first thing that comes to your mind Colin, I'm going to start with you. Oh, um, okay. Uh, first thing. First, first thing, like, maybe not most proud of, but something that I am proud of in myself is that I can usually find the humor in a situation, no matter, like, kind of how like, dismal it can be. So, like, even if things are stressful or not exactly positive, I've made it a purpose to not only to, like, even if I'm feeling that way, to try to make others not feel that way. And the method I do that is I try to make people laugh. Um, sometimes that goes over well, and I can actually make them laugh. Other times it's not what you need to hear in that moment. And so like, I struggle with that balance of knowing when to be funny and sincere. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that at least occasionally I can make people laugh and, and lighten, a, uh, lighten a mood. And so that's something that, like, Something that I pride myself in, but it's something that I also have to be careful of because there are times to take things seriously, whether that is professionally or personally, and uh, sometimes that line's hard to draw. Mm, brother, I am, I'm so on board <laughs> and uh, in the same boat as you. I've found that personally, I, my humor works best when I am tired, pissed off, <laughs> sad, and. <laughs> And all around just unhappy. That's when I am at my funniest. Which, you know, I've been real funny sometimes. <laughs> but that that balance is is something that I know I had I didn't know I had to learn it until I was in a professional setting mm -hmm. to when it like really 
like when I made some mistakes. So I totally get that right there. And I think luckily there haven't been very, very many professional situations in which I've, you know, something's been more serious and I've tried to bring a joke into it. Mm. Uh, I think I've luckily avoided most of that. Um, mm, I have crossed the line <laughs> a number of times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Thank you. I will as it gets <sighs> as I go on. But luckily so far. Um again, not to say that I, I, I I'm sure I have to somebody somewhere, whether that's been brought up or not. Um but yeah, definitely personally, like that's a tough line, whether that's at home or abroad, like you know, outside of the home, I guess I should say. Like it's just that's a tough one. But at the end of the day, I do find myself funny, and at least, and I think, <laughs> at least I can make myself laugh, which is uh, not a hard thing to do, admittedly. But hey, got that going for me. That also, I can also connect with that because I grew up hearing my mom say, when my dad would say things. He said a lot of things. <laughs> when my dad would say things, and I wouldn't get it, she'd be like, "That's just for him." And then when I grew up and started to understand what he was saying or understand like the words he was saying basically um he would say like in his professional setting he would say things that were just for him and i didn't really i didn't really understand that until i got out of college and into like a professional setting when i started actually becoming aware of my environment and situation and you know enlightened in life like starting to really care about like what's happening in my life you know (laughs) and then you need you need to be able or at least i need to be able to humor myself and i'm sure you you connect with that and Mm -hmm. i'm sure everyone here will connect with that that you need you need even if nobody else understands at all you need to be able to to humor yourself. Chris, That's do you know anything about that? That's the kind of joke I tell all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you know something about that. <laughs> I only you? tell jokes for myself, and it's seldom that people <laughs> know what I'm talking about, or they'll get it like two minutes later, and then it's like, oh, ha. <laughs> Chris, we've grown to seriously appreciate that about you, though. I can I can tell you that from, from the years of living with you. <laughs> But you're right, like like with your dad, it's just like something I have to do for myself, <laughs> if, if you even if no one gets it. If you don't say it, you'll burst. I get it. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite parts about listening to episodes that, you know, of this show is like, sometimes we can talk over each other and, you know, catching something that you said that went like either over my head or that I just didn't hear, like more often than not. It's an unheard Chris comment that makes me laugh. <laughs> hardest I uh, I yeah. have to dig through episodes, and and I have speci- I have Chris's highlighted throughout because I he I can I'm in his audio waveform for the forty five minutes there's like four blips, <laughs> and I highlight those specifically because they're always good. <laughs> They're always. I don't know about that. They're always good. Always good. I never cut a Chris joke. Never. Always on point. Trent, what's up? You've had a lot of time to think about how much you love yourself. Uh, it's true. Oh. And I don't know. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, tough love. Tough love. It's tough love. No, I guess something I've 
grown to appreciate about myself more recently is my restlessness. Um, I just think about a lot of things pretty consistently and there's just like a lot of different ideas that I want to do things with or just have and just different things that pop through my head over the course of a day. And it can be stressful and overwhelming. Um, but like when I can harness it, I can do cool things sometimes. And so, um, just trying to realize that potential and make like my restlessness more of times of practice. So like buying more, like recently I've been like, I want to draw more. Like I want to be better at drawing. I want to be able to like see things in my head and be able to like put them on paper so I just bought a bunch of reference books and drawing equipment and like I'm just going to draw every day and just been watching more um, YouTube videos about like how to produce music and like how to do different things and like how to do things like even if I like am not doing it like I can at least spend my time that I'm just like thinking about it just like collecting little pieces here and there um, to just be learning still so I think that's just something that I've done a lot of and gotten a little bit out of shape from with just work and everything. But I mean, same thing there, like just being restless at work. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't need to do this and I'm capable of doing other things. So I should just put my energy into doing something else and making the most of the mind that I've got, at least more of it. So you're weaponizing your creativity and um, boredom with where you are at any given moment. Yes? Sure. Yeah, I mean... Well, but that's... I, I think that's awesome because that's that's something... Another thing that I connect with very deeply is that, like, when I started doing music production, that's... That's what I, that's like what I did. Like that's, I, I took the time that I would otherwise spend at school. You don't need to go to school, kids. No, um, for chumps. Nope. <laughs> I say that to four college graduates. Um, <laughs> and, but, but I, 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 I weaponized the restlessness and, and honed it into time spent bettering and furthering myself and that created a culture an internal culture of myself to always want to be doing something in that um in that space in the space of how am i making myself better and stronger and um in in a field that i'm interested in and i think that was kind of my problem with school is that if i wasn't like invested in the subject i was i was totally checked out yeah which is why i can spend you know um i can spend eight hours in a row without eating without barely going to the bathroom you know any of that stuff just working on a music project um but i couldn't stay you know focused for a half an hour of whatever math class I was in at, at Belmont. 
Now, granted, that math class was at 8 a.m. Are you kidding me? But are you kidding me? <laughs> but you know, it, the the difference being that my I I have I know about myself that I have to understand and harness my drive and use it effectively so that it's not wasted or that it's not turned into restlessness. Because I knew I I know and knew that about myself that restlessness made me. Um, very uncomfortable and and, yeah. made, and stressed me out and and you know just it it made me worse as a person and and to be able to get that out in in creativity in with music or with video um, or for four years of my college experience playing video games nonstop you know something like that yeah that. That I that I knew I needed, so it's exciting for me as a person. Like coming from exactly from from what Colin said about you earlier, your unique creativity is something that I and you can speak to this as well. Um, is something that I have been badgering you about for true <laughs> forever. It's hard, and it's exciting to hear that you are at least at the point of recognizing and and even taking steps to move towards bettering yourself in a creative fashion and something that I think that you can completely kick ass at. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it takes a lot of work and I don't know. I feel like I also have a high a high level of appreciation for things that like are quality and just like I go out looking for things that I like. So I just want to create at the level that I consume and that's just a tough thing to want immediately. But <laughs> um, it's not like it, it can't be done if it's not something I work at. So it's funny to hear you guys call it like restful, like restlessness and anything else you've used in that term. Because to me, it's just like you're refusing to accept complacency. Like you're not, you know, it's not that you're not satisfied well, maybe in your case, it's you're not satisfied with your job, but it's the also the idea that like you know you could be doing more, and you refuse to accept this as like your end point. And for me, like you know, I saw that same thing when I was working uh, uh, my first job out of college. Like it, it was a great job, and I was happy I had it. But at the end of the day, when another opportunity came, I kind of thought I was like, "Is this what I want to be doing? Is this, you know, is this like what all I think I'm capable of?" Um, and, you know, so I think like that, like those moments, those like what you're calling restlessness, those like refusals to say like, this is my peak, this is where I'm at and like not willing to like grow, whether that's investing in yourself or investing like, you know, professionally, whatever it is, I think those moments are where the most, the most growth comes from and like where the, uh, kind of rubber meets the road and that's where it gets most challenging. But if you can grit through that is, you know, is in some cases, like for me, if I, if, you know, you said you bought a bunch of drawing stuff, if I bought, if I decided that I wanted to be an artist or draw more and, you know, bought a bunch of art equipment, it'd be really hard for me to like get past the point of being like, well, I suck at this. <laughs> um, but like getting past that is, is awesome. And just to, to realize that road and to like, say like, this is something I want to do. I think that's awesome. and super admirable. Thank you. I I'm looking forward to it. It's I don't know. There's I think like just to be like totally honest, like with everything that's gone on with my 
family and just like beliefs over the past couple of years, like I've, I felt like I have to express myself a little bit more loudly and a little bit more um, assuredly. And so um, sort of just finding out who I am and like what direction and like what, what purpose I have has been something that's been more on my mind than not. And yeah, it's just had a couple of different outcomes and I'm excited to see where they lead to. I'm excited to uh, watch you take steps because it's, it's something that again, I'll say I've been gunning for, for a long time and bothering you about for forever. (laughs) So it's excited to see that pay off. And I like seeing you do things. Uh, Chris, Matt, self love coming your way. What's going Uh, on? Well, you already talked about my, uh, ability to, love others mm, feels so good <laughs> feels so good True. not so much physically as uh it does oh so Chris, genuinely physically and mentally hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i i don't know that i do the best at it but i definitely try to try to put others before myself when i can and then my, i guess the thing i was going to go for was <laughs> and fitting of this podcast is I am a good listener and less of a a speaker, and I'm definitely uh, contemplative and think a lot before I speak, which is where <laughs> where in the podcast I'll end up thinking of a joke back here, and then the time has passed to say something. <laughs> um, for example, when you're talking about being, uh, you said something about getting cultured and i was thinking in my head like of course he's cultured he's consumed all kinds of cultures being from wisconsin um (laughs) anyway um i guess i was gonna go with i'm a a good listener and like even because i really appreciate in another person when they can still even if they're not totally engaged like at least pretend for my benefit to be engaged in what i'm saying um or just feel like they they care even if they're not like super interested <laughs> i don't know um yeah i guess i guess just being a good listener and kind of caring about what other people have to say you always have been and that's i mean like since day from True. day 1 like, I think you were asking me about myself before I was even in the door in your dorm with uh, Connor and uh, Eric. Ooh. Eric? <laughs> Which, boy, the cultures in that room, the swabs you could take from that, those boys. Good God. Mm. Anyway. Yikes. No, but I mean, I know I don't know Chris, like, all that well. Like, we have the years of podcasting and, like, you know, the commons and everything like that. But uh, I never feel like you are waiting for your next moment to speak. You know, you're not the, because, you know, that's, like, the biggest, I guess, like, uh, I don't know the word for it. Like, listening and hearing, I guess. You know, like, the the battle between that. Like, I don't feel like you're ever Mm. just you latch onto something early in the conversation and go like, okay, like I need to respond to that. Not like actually hearing the, or like listening to the person's perspective. So like, I never felt like you're just, like I said, waiting for your next moment. 
Yeah. Chris is a, a very good friend. Well, that's good, because I, I feel like, <laughs> to some extent, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm not waiting till the next moment, but I definitely, throughout the podcast, I'm like, okay, where can I say something so that I don't have just four blips for Matt to edit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's a very, it's an incredibly cultural thing for us to, or for us as like social creatures to want to connect. And the thing about connection is that since we know ourselves best, the easiest thing to do is to start talking about yourself. I mean, I've been doing that like this whole podcast, like Trent will say something real nice about himself and I'll say, oh, me. <laughs> but like, that's, that's the best or not the best, but that's the easiest way that we can, we can connect to each other. And it is, I agree. I think it's admirable that you have this ability to listen and give support and even give advice from a perspective of, you know, this is what I think, not necessarily, well, this happened to me once, which the, <laughs> I mean, those are two very different, um, th- those are two very different directions to come from. I think both are viable, but like, it's a lot harder to come from your perspective in a terms of like an unbiased, um, really paid attention to your problems type of thing. Cause like you said, a lot of, or like Colin said, a lot of people will pick on one thing, wait for you to finish and then go. So that's cool. That's cool. And that's cool to notice that about yourself. I like that. Also, in terms Thanks. of dedicating yourself to um, being putting other people before yourself, how many hours do you think you worked on Mike's album? Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't even know. It's to the point that <laughs> A I... A lot. I'd call it yours and Mike's. I mean, it's our album, but it's like your <laughs> album. <laughs> you put a no, lot... No, I mean, it's still Mike's album and our album, but... uh. Yeah, the if I think back to like tracking drums at McKeege to now, it, it's it was def- <laughs> definitely it's a insane. lot of hours. You, you bought and moved into a house since we started that. That's true. Were you engaged to Elizabeth when we started tracking drums? Um, I think. So let's say you weren't. You got engaged. <laughs> between, <laughs> but, it, it, yeah. Actually, I think it was right before we started tracking drums because that was what twenty January twenty eighteen. I don't know, but it was insane. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it was insane how much time you put into that. And can I say I listened to the masters today? They sound incredible. So excited for people to listen this Thursday. It's coming out right. This podcast will be already be out by then, but look up Michael and the Myriad, and the and is, this is an ampersand, is that what that's called? Correct. Michael ampersand the Myriad. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that, folks. <laughs> Listen to it, because it kicks ass and is amazing, and the engineering was done by Chris O'Brien, the best in the biz. Oh, gosh, thanks. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Well, we're at 55 minutes of recording time. Is anybody, everybody... Uh, you know it, bud. I haven't finished my Zach beer, but I finished my OG beer, so I'm I'm there. Now, are you going to... Is this a beer that you'd be willing to chug? Um, if it wasn't so big, <laughs> it's you, the thing. You know, would you chug Zach? Would you chug this beer? So I guess what we're kind of quitting it here. Yeah, yeah. Would you, would, you chug, <laughs> would you chug Zach if he was a beer? I would. I think. Absolutely, I would. Zach could chug a beer better than I, but... <laughs> Some would say your beer is an aphrodisiac. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Zach's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> yummy, yummy.
That's very true. Mm, wait, <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm all aboard this. Uh, my sexuality is Zach now. <laughs> um, okay, to, so we're if, not here to kink shame. Sorry, what? We're not here to kink shame. Hell no. You know? I mean, unless you're kink shaming me, in which Mm-mm. case I I mean you can try. <laughs> You won't, you won't get anywhere. You can try. Now on episode 62, turn in because <laughs> we attempt a kink shame match. <laughs> we try and fail for an hour. Um, uh, what's uh, your nickname, Chris? Uh, I am Chris Cheap Wine Expensive Steak O'Brien. Oh. <laughs> Colin? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking... Uh, I've been calling Big Strong Advertising Boy Parker. Yes, please. Uh, I'd like to hear the truth. I could say the truth. I've been trying secretly tooting all podcasts after. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> a secret up until now. Uh, yeah. There's I, been a few, and I've been like, I hope that doesn't make it on the show. Well, it has now, actually. Though. And it will make it on the show, technically, but it'll be a secret. True. I've been Matt Weaponize Your Creativity Buyers, and <laughs> for the outro, I'm going to bring my special guest friend back. Hey, it's me, Batman. Oh, hello. Well, folks, it looks like we're bottoms up. We'd like to thank Waker for giving us time to crap open. Crack. Crap. <laughs> Dang it. Uh oh. Well, Trent that's crapping this. open his cold. No, Stop no. it. That's gross. I'd like to thank Waker for giving us time to crack open our cold ones <laughs> with their song Gemini from the album. This is Waker. This particular show has been in poor quality. Mm. But what Positive. else did you expect? I gotta go fight. Crime now. Uh huh. Crack open a bad guy's head for us, Batman. Ah, uh, Alfredo saying, I'm trying um, Batman. Okay. Ah, uh, bye. Bye, Batman. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> hey, it's it's me. Did you did you see? Wait, I'm back. Did you? Where's uh where's Batman? I must have just missed him. Matt, why are you naked and why is there so much black around your eyes? <laughs> Don't ask so many questions. End the recording quickly, 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 quickly. quickly, quickly. <laughs> 